Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the SoCap Improv Comedy Podcast. My name is Ralph McLeod. I am the owner and artistic director of the SoCap Improv Comedy Theater at 154 Danforth Avenue in Toronto, Ontario, Canada. My URL is SoCap.ca. That's S-O-C-A-P.ca. We do improv classes, shows. We have two stages you can rent and put on your own show. Uh, we do private events, corporate events, my goodness, uh, all kinds of stuff. And uh, this podcast, while it is geared somewhat to improv performance, because, well, it's part of what I teach, but it is also largely for people who are not interested in performing, but more interested in what improv provides for people who do not want to be the next Tina Fey, who do not want to get on stage necessarily and perform. Uh, in my experience, a lot of people who start out saying they do not want to get on stage actually do get on stage in some of our student shows and, uh, you know, cross that thing off the old bucket list. Um, because it is, you know, by and large, doing something, doing things that are tough and uncomfortable, uh, build resilience, anti-fragility, and so for that reason, you know, if you're not, if your intention is not to become a professional comedian, I still think, you know, having a goal of working towards and getting on stage is uh, worthwhile for uh, personal growth, you know, again, resilience, anti-fragility, doing things that are tough, because once you do them, you go, huh, I did that. I, you know, one of the things I... Um, I spend a lot of time thinking about, there's this old joke about a guy who's walking down the street and he comes upon a person who's banging their head against the post. And he says to the guy like, whoa, 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 why are you uh, doing that? Why are you banging your head against the post? And the guy says, because it feels so good when I stop. <laughs> and I love that joke, but I think about it now in a very different way. I think like, it's true. Like I, I like to do tough things, which I've said probably many times on this podcast. Um, because it, it does feel good when you stop and you're like, oh, I did that. Oh, that was, oh boy, that was, it was hard. It, it was, it maybe it fulfilled me with anxiety or, um, fear or it was hard or I hated it, but, uh, boy, I'm glad I did it. You know, like doing the way people train for and do tough things like triathlons or marathons or even just going to the gym or talking to strangers, you know, things that are tough. And you do them and you go, okay, well, my fear of that thing was way worse than the thing itself, often, in my experience. Um, yeah, so uh, every podcast has a sponsor. Uh, and today's uh, podcast is sponsored by Wexler's Beef. Uh, Wexler's Beef, your mouth is in our hands. Uh, Wexler's Beef for all your beef-related needs. So uh, check them out. On wexlersbeef.ca. That's a totally made up thing, so don't look it up. Well, I mean, look it up. See what happens. Maybe it is something. I doubt it. I'm gonna, now I'm going to have to check. Okay, so uh, today I wanted to take a, kind of a deeper dive into uh, a very, in my opinion, misunderstood idea, misunderstood concept. And I, um, and so I want to have a, a, a chat about uh, two words. Yes, and. Um, I mentioned them before in a podcast uh, entitled The Two Most Misunderstood Concepts. 
And so I won't belabor that uh, too much to go over that ground again, but because uh, I do, in, I do, well, I mean, always, you know, hey, go back and listen to them. They're good. But um, just in brief, what the idea is, is uh, a lot of students come to me and they say, uh, so, for, okay, for example, a character A will say to character B, uh, hey, uh, why don't you jump off this bridge? And character B will say, okay. And I'm like, well, why would you say that? And I say, well, I have to say yes. I have to say yes and. And I'm like, no, you don't. You don't, you don't literally have to say yes and. The character does not have to say the words yes and. But it is conveyed that way, and a lot of teachers teach that way. Now, first of all, I am not here to say that that's wrong, right? I, in my opinion, I, I don't like it, and, and I'll talk about the reasons why. But I understand where that comes from, and I'm not here to say that if you teach that or if you've learned it that way, that that's necessarily wrong. I don't do it that way. Uh, but, um, but, you know, I, I'm, uh, I'm not here to say that anybody's wrong or any school of thought is better than any other or nothing like it's because everybody's different and we all learn different ways and that's totally cool but for me uh you know when, when a character says jump off this bridge you say okay i'm like well why would you say yes well because i have to say yes and okay well let's talk about what this means and this is the way i describe it and explain it so on the surface the idea of yes and does not exist on the level of the character, and that is the character may not have to say yes. So to a suggestion or offer of why don't you jump off a bridge, uh, the yes part is that, okay, I hear what you said, and I hear what your intention is, which is you want me to jump off this bridge. So to me saying, I'm not gonna jump off a bridge, what's the matter with you? Is a complete and perfect yes and. Uh, because you're saying, yes, I understand what you're asking me to do. And my answer is, I'm not doing that. That's ridiculous. What's the matter with you? Uh, now, if you just said the word no and left it there, well, that's we're kind of at an impasse. So you do need the and part, which is what is the matter with you, i.e., why would you suggest that? And uh, because to just say yes and jump off the bridge leaves, uh, first of all, it won't be funny. It'll be just dark. And it'll just leave in the audience or anybody listening to this the impression that, well, they don't know what's going on. It's unrelatable. Therefore, the characters seem crazy. I put that in heavy quotation marks. But they seem they're acting out of the expected. They're, they're not acting in an expected way. And, and what's expected is if someone asked, you know, an average person, no, you know, that's not normal, but an average person to jump off a bridge, they would say, go to hell. Right? They would say, no, I'm not doing that. That's, and what the hell's the matter with you? Why would you even ask that? And that's a perfect yes and. So, um, so that's, to me, what yes and means. It exists on the level of actors. right? And this comes back to, as improvisers, what are we trying to do? That's a question that no one really, I've never heard anyone pose that question until I started posing it. And maybe other teachers are now doing it. I don't know. But I... You know, I'd never heard it in my entire existence as a student, which, of course, you know, has ended <laughs> like quite a while ago. 
uh, well over 20 years ago. But I never heard it mentioned in any, you know, my friends who are teachers. And this is not criticism anyway. It's just like, boy, that's an, you know, like when you start thinking about it, like, well, that's, that's a good question. What are we doing? You know, and uh, you'll hear things like, we're making stuff up. And that's true. Uh, and, I, and I think, you know, the, the, the answer of what is improv has, goes many layers deep. There are these YouTube videos where, uh, you know, there will be like a, a physicist who will explain gravity on five levels of detail, like to a, a person in kindergarten, all the way up to like a, a postdoc student and in physics, right? And, um, and I think there's the same thing about improv. You, you, you can have many different definitions that go deeper and deeper and deeper. But also because improv is not recorded, in, like you know, on video or in on a digital media, the way like acting is or painting or music, it doesn't exist in the public consciousness in the same way. So it's very regional. And there's you know, if if somebody's who had no experience in improv put up a sign and said improv classes, I couldn't say to them, that's not improv. Right, because there is no accepted, universally accepted definition of what that is. So if someone says improv is making stuff up, I'm like, yep, okay, improv, it's uh, it's uh, messing around. Yep, absolutely, it's play. Yes, it's so many different things. But the the definition that I like. Uh, the, the sort of the easier one or, or simpler one or one sentence one or one line one and really if you need more than one line to, dis to define something it's probably not that good of a definition is that we're just trying to play with other people that's it but that means it's not the characters playing it's the actors that are playing if we have a scene where i'm yelling at you i'm doing that because it's fun not because i have some axe to bear or not because you know, I'm, I'm trying to fight for my character's position. No, it's like, I, I'm doing this because it's fun. We've agreed to play a game in which we're going to yell at each other, or I'm going to yell at you and you're going to take it. But that's fun. Uh, that's why we do it. So the yes and is, so here's what I want to really talk about today, is it's when, when um, it's like, what does my scene partner want to do, or partners? What do they want to do? Oh, they want to. They want me to be uh, the baddie. Okay, I'll be the baddie. Or they uh, want to try to dominate me. Okay, that's great. Uh, maybe I'll try to dominate them back. Or maybe I'll be submissive and we'll play that game. But what tends to happen is people get into positions, declare positions, um, and then they don't want to move from that position. And so we have a lot of tension between the actors to figure out what we're going to do and what tends to happen is a lot of no is going on because no, I don't want to play that game. I don't want to play the game of I'm cheating because uh, that would make me look bad even though it's not me, it's a character. But because I'm playing this character, you know, people will associate that with me, right? So, you know, if, if, a, if a character comes home and character comes home and says to their spouse is that lipstick on your call 95 maybe i don't know maybe not 95 but the majority of time improvisers will block will say no 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 
or you know they'll say oh well you know what that was just uh that was just uh, an accident you know but when someone says is that lipstick on your collar what do they want to play they want to play the infidelity game they want to play the you've been cheating game that's what they want and so for me yes ending is give them what they want and afterwards like if you're playing with someone and they're constantly making you do things or endowing you to do things and you're always playing their game then you have a conversation because you also want to play your game too so if you fire back yes it's it's lipstick on my collar i've been having an affair i've been having this affair because you've been distant and that other person says no i haven't you go wait a minute hold on now it's time to play my game the you've been distant game okay yes i have been distant I have, and then and then go on from there. So yes and, to me really, is let's play. And how do we play? By saying yes. So at the beginning of scenes, when we don't know anything, except maybe you can make one or a couple of small things like an attitude about the other character, or an emotion that you take on, or a status, you know, those are good places to start and then from there you mean as an individual and then from there working with your scene partner or partners you develop your context you know the who what where if you like the lay of the land the starting conditions those are all synonymous they all mean the same thing it's, it's letting the audience know who we're looking at uh, and that's much easier to do if you look at your scene partner and develop it together uh, in my opinion. Of course, there is a school of thought of one character just comes out and blurts out a who, what, where in one line. Hello, darling. Here we are walking along the Champs-Élysées on our honeymoon. Well, now we all know what's going on. But that doesn't involve anybody else. And it's an invention, not a discovery, which is less interesting. But it can be necessary. So again, I'm not saying don't do that or shame on anybody who teaches that way. That's just not the way I teach, nor the way I like um, you know, and, and nor do I think it lends itself to being playful. It lends itself to being more internal and in your head and not out gazing. More inward than outward. And I'm, and I'm more about outward and using all the tools and all the stimuli that we have in our, our hands and saying yes to all of that, right? The way you feel, the way your scene partner looks, what they are doing or not doing, what they say or not saying, how they say it or how they don't say it. All of that is information that tells you what's going on. And then you discover what's happening through the power of yes anding. So in that way, even when your partner says nothing, that's an offer. Ah, cat got your tongue, huh? Yeah, makes sense. You know, if I were you, I'd also probably be pretty hush-hush. So everything becomes an offer when you yes and everything. Um, but in terms of saying yes to your scene partners, it's what game do they want to play? This is it lends to this tends to derail a lot of scenes for people who have experience, right? It's I'm not willing to play the game that you want to play it because I have something in my head that I want to play, and so in that way you're not serving the relationship and the interaction. You're thinking about your own selfish needs. Now, take this off stage into the real world. It's the same thing. You know, when I meet people, I play with them. And I'll play whatever game they want to play. And I'll say yes to whatever they want to say play. Because that is if I want them to like me or I want to like them or get to know them or have a good time. 
and having a good time is something I'm always very interested in doing. You know, I, I find very seldomly that I don't enjoy talking to people one-on-one. -on -one. I almost always enjoy it. And uh, often that is coming down and finding a common language. You know, what do we bond over? What do we agree about? Uh, how are we similar? Especially when you meet strangers, when you have like, well, there's really, what? why are we even interacting? Why don't we just go our separate ways? And often you do. Or often you have a brief interaction and you go your separate ways. But if you treat everybody like that, how are you ever going to make a new friend or a new partner or a new acquaintance, right? So I'm always got my head up and uh, talking to people. And I say yes to whatever they want to talk about. And, you know, I tend to be more agreeable. You know, unless they say something horrendous, which does happen, but not very often. Um, and when they do say things I disagree with, I'm much more interested in finding out why. You know, this is this is a bit of a, a segue, but, you know, this idea of debate now is all about trying to convince other people that we're right. And I don't. I don't see debate that way at all. To me, debate is more about learning why other people have different opinions than I do and figuring out why and what's going on and not just assuming that they're garbage people because we disagree. Anyway, so yes and is the foundational principle or a foundational principle of improvisation because what it allows us to do is when we really do it is play with other performers, other human beings in a non-judgmental way. We are going to come together, create a game, create the rules of that game, and play it all in real time. And that sounds daunting, but it's a discovery process that we experience together. And that, to me, is what Yes And is all about. Okay, that's my time for today. So thanks very much for joining me on this deeper dive into what Yes And is, what it's all about. And uh, remember, we're trying to play. And when you can play with somebody, boy, oh boy, what happens? Fear goes away. Where the scene is going goes away. Uh, what's the ending going to be? Uh, how am I going to mind this thing upcoming? All of that goes away and everybody's in the moment. And if you watch scenes a lot, and I do, that always happens. When we're truly playing, everybody is involved, including anybody watching. Everybody's having a good time. There's no fear. There's no, um, I guess, uh, anxiety. It's just fear. Same kind of thing. Uh, there's no panic about where it's going. It's just we're just existing and living in this moment together and playing and having a good time. And, and anybody watching it gets caught up in it. And it's a very magical thing. It's one of the magical things about improvisation. Anyway, thanks very much, everybody. Uh, so, SoCap.ca, check us out. Uh, my name is Ralph. And, uh, yeah, please, any questions, comments, send them along to Ralph at SoCap.ca. Just put in the title, uh, Your Dumb Podcast, and uh, and talk to me, good or bad. And I've heard both. So, uh, you know, more good, thankfully. But, you know, you expect that. All right. Thanks, everybody. Have a good week. Bye.